Hello and welcome to McCartney in Goal. And this is the podcast that debates and dissects a great album of pop music. We take some stories about an album that we love, we mix in some opinion, we sprinkle over a World Cup style knockout scenario and stick it all in a blender. The results should be delectable, but we make them inedible. I'm David Hughes and I'm joined by my fellow referees, Brett. All right. And Steve Sumner. You are there. We'll start with the qualifying round. Are you all right? Are you all right, Dave? That's what we're asking. Are you all right? We're concerned about Dave this evening. He seems he seems a bit off his game. He does. He seems he seems sort of middling, middling, fair fair to middling at best. <laughs> True. I'm okay. Okay. Oh, that's good. Five out of ten. In. Yeah. For six. Five out of ten. I was, was going to put him at six, but that's all right. Yeah. yeah fair enough. We'll start with a qualifying round to whittle the album tracks down to eight chord finalists before we meander to the nerve-jangling semis and stumble our way to the big one, the final. And we may be uninformed. We could be biased. We will certainly be unruly. This episode has again been self-certified as McCartney safe, which means that if you listen or support this podcast, you will not be supporting the harming of Paul McCartney in any way. So it's Rumours, the 1977 mega album by British-American soft rock ensemble Fleetwood Mac. Okay, so the draw for the uh, qualifying round starts with Gold Dust Woman against You Make Loving Fun. Well, Gold Dust Woman is written by Stevie Nicks. Who who were the members of Fleetwood Mac? So Stevie Nicks, uh, what, was, well, what was her role? For those like me who are not familiar with Fleetwood Mac. Oh, so Fleetwood Mac, we'll get into it in more detail later, but it's an extraordinary story and they're a un- very interesting band. Like, they have had so many members. This is line-up number 10 of Fleetwood Mac. Widely just to put considered, it in Well, no, look, not widely considered by literally everyone as the classic line-up. Yeah, it's it, well, and certainly commercially it's, the most successful. Yeah, I mean, so, fine, the Peter Green stuff, fine, but this is yeah. the classic Fleetwood Mac. You've got this is a five-piece band, unusual okay. for the time. It had two female members. Uh, both female members also wrote songs. So that is Stevie Nicks on vocals, Christine McVie on piano and vocals. She's also wife of John McVie, the bassist, and and almost uh, one of the most longest-serving members of the band. Mick Fleetwood on drums, a founding member of the band, and Lindsay Buckingham on guitar songwriting. He is he and Stevie Nicks came to Fleetwood Mac as a two-piece. They came together. Those are your five players in this extraordinary album. But, and but the name band. comes from Mick Fleetwood and John Mac V, as in Fleetwood Mac. Yes, they are they are the basis of all Fleetwood Mac lineups from the beginning to the end. Yeah, uh, yeah. Despite in this lineup being probably the least <laughs> the least important too which is a very interesting sort of dynamic it's amazing you've got a... it's just slightly confusing but only slightly <laughs> okay i'm there you're there you got it take it away gold dust woman is a did you say Stephen x song Stephen x wrote this song okay. yep um i think it's about cocaine yeah uh, that's what she said it was about yeah it was. um and th- very famously this album uh is kind of deemed like a uh, bit of an excessive album for, for cocaine use. Yeah, Although fantastic. I was watching an interview recently, and the producer said, "No, no, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't an excessive album of of cocaine use. I just said they used it like coffee. Yeah, just a bit like coffee. <laughs> when they got to Tusk, that's the following album. That yeah. was a real. That they all had their own cocaine bag. But this one, they were just sharing the communal cocaine bag." <laughs>
wouldn't have had them down as one of those bands, you know, like a sort of hard drug use band. No. Thing with Matt, you don't really associate with uh, this. With is that. this is like a notorious cocaine album. But um, this album, uh, Mick Fleetwood did say he used an expression in, in a documentary. He said there was more expansiveness in the business in those days, and what he means by that is half the budget went up his hooter because. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were they just were just doing a lot of it. And you're right, Dave, you listen to this album, it's a really nice It's a sort kind of radio of middle, friendly Yeah, really song, radio friendly. Middle. She said she said I remember hearing her um uh, Christine Mavie and Desert Island Discs and the, the uh, interviewers going, So how did you write Songbird? And she lost a pause for ages and she's like well, I took a lot of cocaine, and I woke up and this beautiful ballad came to me, and it's like, <laughs> what? Yeah. But yeah, I think it wasn't, it's not so much that, Dave, it's not that they were like hardcore crazy druggies, it's more that it was 1976, mm. and that's kind of what you did, because mid-70s, no one had quite got into the idea that coke was like really, really bad yet. Mm. Sort of by, by 80, 80, everyone sort of was going, hang on a minute, this is killing my friends, fucking hell, we better stop this, you know, mm. but, but mid-70s, it was just everywhere. Um, so this this Goldust one but it's a great song. It's like a really dusky vocal with some just amazing guitars on the outro. I really like it. What's it up against? I've forgotten because I've been twatting on for so long now. You make loving fun, Brett. Oh, thanks, Dave. That's coming for you. I've always said that. Yeah. I think you make loving fun is probably at the weaker end of the songs on this album. Um, and again, Dave, back, background to me, you make loving fun was was that uh, Christine McVie and John McVie's their marriage was breaking down. One of the many many crazinesses going. Yeah, this is we're getting into the craziness of how this album was made. So what happened, Steve, with Christine and John McVie? They'd been married. Remember, they've been married for at least seven, eight years by now. So yeah, it's not like exactly. they're a flash in the pan passionate no. relationship they're a solid married couple yeah what? and their relationship is is literally breaking down as we speak i mean stevie yeah. nicks tells a story about how how uh, stevie nicks and, and christine mcvee were sharing a hotel room while they were making this album and mm. like john mcvee's like drunk in the corridor screaming his wife's name because it's all going to shit and all of this sort of thing you know well john mcvee was a bit of a crazy man apparently he, he john was, McVie he, drunk he was and too drunk lot. too often yeah she just had enough um, and she, you know, it's not like they hadn't lived together for a long time. They've been in a band, they've been solidly together, but John McVie was just a bit too wild. I mean, if you ever see, uh, do watch some documentaries on Fleetwood Mac after this because John McVie is an hilarious interviewee. He is quite unusual and very funny in the way he, he expresses himself. Who, but, who were the um, British members of the band? So I described it as John British McVie American. and Mick Fleetwood and Christine McVie. So yeah. they're British members. So it was totally a British band until this point when he went and asked this guitarist if he wanted to join and then he says, well, yeah, but I come with this, I come with a girlfriend, so you're having us or you're not. Who was Californian Stevie Nicks. Okay. So so Buckingham Nicks... (laughs) You say it like it's totally obvious to me. It's yeah. Like, no, so what happened? This is not. No, too, it's a good uh, question. What happened was Mick Fleetwood's in a studio. Yeah. He knows his current guitarist Bob Welsh is going to leave the band. This is in 1974, I think. This is like about the 20th guitarist they've had. And he's like, oh fucking hell. So he, anyway, he's going to the studio to find out how the studio sounds. He listens to the album that the engineer puts on, um, and he plays Buckingham Nicks' debut LP, and Fleetwood goes, ooh, I love the sound of that guitarist, let's have him. So he asks Lindsay Buckingham to join the band, and Lindsay Buckingham says, yep, but my girlfriend's coming with me. And because we're, not, not just because she's my girlfriend, but because we, we know yeah. this is a Buckingham Nicks album. We're we a, duo, a duo. But there's no way he's going to join the band without Stevie Nicks. 
Um, and and then Mick Flew was like, oh, okay. And he has to talk to the other band members about it. And apparently Christine McVie said, I've got to meet her. I need to meet her before she joins the band, so I'll make sure I get on with her. Because in those days, she said, it was just unusual to have more than one woman in a band. It was very unusual to have one woman in a band, not less alone two. Unless you were ABBA. Unless, Unless you were Abba. You were Abba. Uh, Gold Dust Woman against You Make Loving Fun. Well, You Gold Make Loving Fun. We need to talk a little bit about You Make Loving Fun. Yeah, that's what Because You Make about. Loving Fun. So John McVie, Christy McVie, in a band. They've been in, they're married. They've been married for eight years. They break up on this album. Christy McVie writes a song about her new lover, who also happens to be the lighting director of Fleetwood Mac Tours. And it's called You Make Loving Fun. To which poor John McVie's just got to play the bass along to. Yeah, I'm yeah. fucking loving fun. Fucking hell. I mean, not only I found someone else I love with, I'm in love with, not you, ex-husband, who still loves me, but also it's really great fun. He makes yeah. love. I mean, just God, the poor man to go through that. I mean, this album is just, do you think it could get any more incestuous? It cannot. It is mad, the things they went through. Because everybody, everybody was breaking up the whole everyone time. Everyone was breaking up. They're, they're all going through massive amounts of personal shit. It's a really unhealthy situation, yet they make one of the most sunny, upbeat folk rock albums of all time, which has sold billions. I mean, this is... We haven't talked about the context of this album, but it is a massive, massive album. It was one of the biggest selling albums ever. Of all time. It was yeah. absolutely... I think it sold 30, 40 million copies. I don't know. It was on the charts got, for 17 years, I think. Right, there you go. I mean, it's an amazing album. And you just... It's every, everything on this album is radio-friendly, isn't it? You can just sh- shove it on. But that's that's why it's called Rumours, Dave, basically, because the McVees were splitting up. Lindsay Buckingham mm. and Stevie Nicks were splitting up. Uh, They're all writing songs about each other. Fleetwood was sp- splitting up with his wife and yeah. vaguely having an affair with Nicks. And the whole thing was just absolute yeah. bu- hell in the studio because everyone yeah. was just having it. Did Lindsay Buckingham know that Mick Fleetwood was... Oh, yeah, Nick... Well, I mean, so, well, they, they, they did were, he know during the making of it i don't know i don't know depends how much went up his and his hooter but basically the name why it's called rumors is because john McVie said well it's all songs about each other isn't it so yeah, it's all rumors songs about each other so they called it out. rumors they're self-aware enough to write these songs about each other to sing them and there's some brutal lyrics there and to call it rumors and funk and still function and make this album but they're kind yeah. of obviously i think it it took a lot out of them. I think it really did. Come yeah. on. So I'm going to vote for Gold Dust Woman because I'm going to vote really for Gold Dust it. Woman as well. You make loving dusk. fun. Yeah, no, I, it's, I, okay. I agree. I, agree. I, I can't immediately place either of them uh, in <laughs> my mind as, as I how many, Just a minute, Dave. How but many I'll times have you on, listened to What research have you done on this album? How many times have you but, listened to it? But based on the... well, How the, many the, times have you listened to this album, Dave? Don't avoid the question. All the way through? Yes, all the way through. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um... I'm sure at some point I've listened to it all the way through. No, no, no. What? Oh, my God. How many times have you listened to this album, or cumulatively, as it were, all the way through? Uh, A a few. A few? Go back and do your homework, (laughs) boy. I listened to fucking Dark Side of the Moon about 12 times last week. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck is (laughs) it? Oh, God, it's the Dark Side of the Moon again. Fuck's sake. And I trudged around the fucking park with the dog, listening to Dark Side of the Bollocking Moon. And yeah, this is fucking such an easy album to listen to. And you fucking didn't bother. Know, Unbelievable. And, and earlier, 
You've let us down, David. You let yourself oh, down. Oh, you've let yourself down, Dave. You've also you've let, let your ears down. down. You've let your ears down, Dave, because you've missed a treat. Rumours uh, by Fleetwood Mac is one of those albums that has kind of passed me by somehow, um, and I don't know the the backstories, and so it's interesting hearing them. Um, mm. Based on that and the backstories you've given me about these two songs, I'm going to go with You Make Love in Fun. Because <laughs> well, it makes no sad. difference at this point, but yeah. <laughs> no, no. So Gold Dust Woman goes through. Um, only because... I'm so glad you've got a vote in this, but the, the, given the passion you have for this album. Yeah, it's Compared important. to Stephen. I mean, for me, I genuinely love this album so much. I can't. Oh. Steve, how much how much do you love this album? Because Dave, it sounds really Dave, lovely. Dave, you don't you don't get a yeah, voice you don't get to, to talk mate. anymore. Yeah, um, we're cancel culture. You're um, <laughs> you're done. You're cancelled. The male McVie. I can't remember his name. Chris McVie. McVie. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm sorry if you have downloaded this podcast because you love rumours. At least two of us well, love this album. Yeah, we're, we're pretty obsessed with this album, so we apologise on behalf of David for, for the rest of this it, podcast. It sounds like John McVie was an angry, angry drunk, so Chrissy McVie, you make love and fun, That's uh, I'm going to go with that. Good luck to her. I mean, I love the fact that Dave knows literally nothing, but he's, he's already judging John McVie as an angry drunk. Yeah. He's getting his Puritan, <laughs> his Puritan man- hat on. You told no, me he said he had trouble with drink. up because he was an angry drunk. We didn't say well, it was angry, drunk. You have totally, yeah. You've, this is like a, telling a story to the fucking Daily Mail and getting the sub editor to put a completely different headline to it. Unbelievable. No, it, that, but it's not going through, Dave. Unfortunately, no. It no hasn't. Right, come on, let's move so, on because we've we've been we've been windowing round the houses for your, basically your utter utter lack of uh, preparation disgrace. has meant that we've spent disgrace. about an hour just t- telling you what, who the people in the band are. Which actually is a good. It's good to have. I'm going to call Dave here a useful idiot because he can explain <laughs> the story of this album to people who've just come to it to be interested in and might want to learn something about rumours. Yes, yeah, fair enough. But yeah. if you're on a podcast, you should have you know listened to it all the way through at least more than a few times. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's move on then. I, I thank you for that. Useful idiot. Life goals. <laughs> Right, the second qualifier. Oh, Daddy against yep. Second Hand News. Oh, easy, easy. Dave, take us away. What do you think of them? It's just going to be a chat between me and you tonight, Steve. With yeah, Dave that. chipping in, <laughs> chipping in some annoying some, questions. Some useful idiot chipping in with questions. <laughs> yeah. That's her first T-shirt. If ever going to do any merch, it's got to be some useful idiot on the T-shirt with an arrow pointing up. <laughs> Second Hand News um, is a Lindsay Buckingham song. It's great because it's on Rumours, which is one of the greatest albums of all time. Yeah. Um, and it's up against Oh Daddy. Which I knew the... that. I, I knew it was on this album. You don't have to patronise me like that. Okay. 
<laughs> I mean, I oh, was you're, getting, 90, you're getting a rise out of him now. I was 95% sure it was on this album. Yeah. <laughs> and it's up against Oh Daddy, which is a Christine McVie song, um, which is ostensibly, she says, about Mick Fleetwood because he was like the daddy of the band. He was the only parent at the time. Um, and he kind of looked after everyone. He's a real, I mean, he is so emblematic of his instrument because he is a real fulcrum of the band and he is the foundation of this He's band. He's the glue, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, literally and metaphorically, and even musically, he literally holds Literally a towering figure. A towering figure, yeah. Because yes. he's okay. about seven, seven foot, foot two, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. He, again, slightly, slightly rumour-mongering there, but um, he, yeah, he is a tall, he's a tall chap. Oh, Daddy, you know you make me cry. How can you love me? I don't understand why. Oh, Daddy, if I can make you see. But he is the fulcrum of this band, especially at this stage. But for me, I'm going to vote quickly on this. Um, and I'm going to go for secondhand news because I love it. Yeah, I'm going to go secondhand news because I, I, even though I love this whole album, I'm a huge Lindsay Buckingham fan. So the last qualifier is... Yep, go on. Brett, I don't want to know. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Against Dreams. I'm voting for I Don't Want to Know because Dreams is great and everything. But um... Dreams is a massive song. It's their most listened to song on Spotify. It's yeah, huge. It's huge. These are both Stevie Nicks uh, songs, but I don't want to know. Is kind of really Buckingham Nicks in in, in the way it's delivered yeah. and produced. And Dream, Dreams is a Nicks song that sounds like Nicks, and mm. exactly as you're saying, the other one is one that sounds like kind of more like Buckingham in a way. Um, which is yeah, which is interesting. I mean, it's so sunny and upbeat, isn't it? I don't want to know. Um, I really like it. Um, Although again, the lyric is it's one of these classic ones we talk about where the lyric is is a downbeat it's kind of I don't want to know why yeah. love keeps leaving me you know yeah it's like it's very cutting dreams as well isn't it yeah. with women they will come and they will go yeah <laughs> it's, it's yeah. like you had I me mean, you they lost are, me this album is not produced in a week it takes about over a year to make really so they're living with this it's, it's extraordinary they're going it's from a psychologist's point of view you'd have a, a field there with this it's like a big group therapy session on cocaine isn't it yeah. where no one's actually talking but a really badly led group therapy yeah session all, all the conversations are three songs no, no one's it's actually like a black other. mirror version of a group therapy session I don't want no reasons why I love you I 
I'm voting for I don't want to know. It's I'm voting so for I don't want to know. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to know goes through. Even though no. Dreams is a stone cold. I know. Classic. We haven't talked about Dreams literally at all. And I know. I know. Have we even got time to, to dwell on that? I'm just. Dave, tell us about Dreams. Not, not your dreams. Don't know about your dreams. Just tell us about the song Dreams. No, don't. Please don't. We're at the quarterfinals, Dave. Build us up. <laughs> yes. We're at the quarterfinals. And the first quarterfinal is The Chain versus oh. Gold Dust Woman, which came through right. in the quarterfinals. Oh, the Chain is just amazing. Gold yep. Dust Woman is amazing. And it's like we're talking about slide guitar and like just the awesome effects that Lindsay Buckingham puts on the end of that song. It's so evocative. There's, I think there's two or three keyboard lines. Like Christy McVie's amazing keyboard playing and piano playing. And then. Uh, Stevie Nicks' awesome vocals as she wails in the end of it, but it's up against the chain, Stevie. Yes. It's the chain. It's the chain. Just it's unbelievable. The chain. It's just an unbelievable piece of music. If nothing else, is the uh, soundtrack to Formula One from my youth. So there you go. Yeah. I mean, what else? You've stolen Dave's only reference there. That's I it. Know. <laughs> Dave, you yeah. think about this. <laughs> He's got nothing to say now. something so nostalgic about hearing that because that's like that's the amazing. sound of a saturday it's amazing yeah absolutely but that was that, that was because this is this is the only track on the album and one of i think possibly the only track ever where all four of them get a writing credit yeah uh without fleetwood obviously and uh well maybe all five of them actually. no no all five of them all five, all five of them get a writing um, credit. and it started off yeah it started off as that with that baseline sto- yeah yeah it started off with the outro the song started in reverse they wrote the end first yeah. And they loved it so much, they're like, we need to tack a song to this. And actually, I think tacked two songs, a Buckingham song and a Stevie Nicks song, are both kind yeah. of make it into the melting pot that is. And it chain. works so well. I mean, God, you'd think it would be terrible, but it works so well. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a patchwork at all. It just sounds like this incredible voice. Anyway, the chain, the chain totally gets my vote here. Love Gold Dust Woman. Chain gets my vote. Let's move on. Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely sure it's getting your vote. <laughs> yeah, it started. Yeah, uh, uh, it's great. Yeah, it's the chain gets my vote. Uh, yeah, yeah, Dave. Okay, of interest. Yep, the chain. Good. All right. So the second quarterfinal is Songbird against Secondhand News. Songbird. The second quarterfinal is Songbird versus Secondhand News. I'm interested, Dave. Have you got any opinions on this? At all? I would imagine you would really like Songbird. Yeah, I can I imagine Dave liking Songbird. You're right. I do. Yeah. I so I'm voting Songbird. Okay, and Songbird is absolutely beautiful. It really is. Steve, what are you thinking on this? It, I'm. Songbird is probably the more famous track. It's probably the more 
Worthy track and I love the stories about how they recorded it and they took her into that, that big concert hall and you know put piano uh, put um, roses on the piano and she just recorded it on her own solo and when you say she is this Stevie Christine Nicks? McVie Christine ah, McVie okay. And you can hear it, Dave. I think that the, yeah. the, the, you can hear it because it doesn't sound, it doesn't have that Californianness that the Buckingham Nick stuff has. It's a, it's, it's an English songwriter, mm. and it's a much more English sounding, more folky. Yes, yeah, she's, a, her, her yeah. vocal is very distinct. It's got, it's, she's got a really distinct English sound, right? Well, yeah, that um, more kind of plummy sound to her voice, doesn't she? They took her to this theatre and they covered it in, in in flowers. They lit it beautifully. They had loads of champagne to create this beautiful environment for her to do song. And she just sang it all night. It was done all night. She did it like in a 12-hour session overnight. She had to do it in one take, piano and vocal being recorded at the same time. I'm not voting for it because I, I'm just such a Buckingham nut that I have to vote for the other one. But it, it, Dreams is... I wouldn't be at all upset if Dreams got through instead because it, it, it Songbird sorry, Dreams song, Songbird Songbird uh, because Songbird is is it's just a beautiful thing. I mean I mean again Fleetwood and McFee talk about how they'd stand in the wings and watch her and, and weep I think I'm going to vote for Songbird because it's just just so oh, beautiful no. No, no as I said I'm actually fine with that yeah Songbird's amazing okay and on to the third quarter final which is Go Your Own Way against I Don't Want to Know Oh wow! Two breakup songs. Is I don't want to know a breakup oh, song. Are they? What what the story? Well, go, I mean, when well, this is it, this is Lindsay Buckingham, Stevie Nicks again writing to each other about how they hate hate breaking up or they're pissed off of each other. I mean, I think Buckingham is more pissed off than Stevie Nicks. And so, so what I don't want to know is Stevie Nicks writing about Buckingham. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And then go your own way is the very is abrupt Buckingham re- writing retort. About Stevie, go your own way. I mean, every. Every Buckingham song is really, really a brutal retort to Stephen Nicks because I think Stephen Nicks ends with him and he ain't happy about it. Go your own way, secondhand news and never going back again. They're the Buckingham retorts to this heartbreak. Um, Actually, but- what the, the line he always says that was really the most pointed was I think she had a sort of string of of boyfriends during that period you know there was the, the thing with Fleetwood and with other people and that line packing up shacking up is all you want to do is very yeah. much a kind of oh, you just want to fucking move in with your new boyfriend fuck you yeah you know, it's, it's like... just um, it's just super bitter yeah and she's singing on it she sings it on tour every night I think they end the show with it even you know yeah. it's uh, how mad is that a breakup song written about you being critical and nasty about you is part of your life forever and you're singing it every day you're on tour so it is extraordinary given all of the background in this album they've produced such a successful popular and happy sounding record it is mad but they did like even christy mcvee and john mcvee were not talking to each other they weren't talking to each other for six months they literally like the she said you know we do the civilities like what key is this song in and that would be about it yeah it wouldn't say hello or anything no right go your own way to get in my vote of course it is go your own way yeah absolutely. obviously I love the other one absolutely love the other I one love, I love it way. I love it but it's go your own way isn't it Dave what would you have voted for just out of interest I'd go go your own way that's the song I know best from this bestest oh, bestest favouritest song yeah so the last quarter final is never going back again against don't stop
great stop. Massive radio smash, isn't it? Yeah, it's just massive smash. I've heard heard that even without listening to this album. I knew that even, song. That's <laughs> a bit fortunate because otherwise you wouldn't have heard it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, never going back again. I didn't know. Still don't. <laughs> <laughs> what are these two about? Never going back again is basically a little vignette where Lindsay Buckingham said he met a new woman. It didn't turn into a particularly significant relationship, but it was just a little bit of a, I've got a bit of spring in my step, you know, <clears throat> never going back to that old shit again situation. You know, things are, things are a bit nicer. Um, and she's, she's nicer nice, than you, Stevie Nicks. That's she's what the song than... should have been called. And yeah. then he made Stevie Nicks sing on it and listen to exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah ad nauseum. Exactly. But yeah, anyway, Never Go Back Again gets my vote because I play the acoustic guitar and if I didn't vote for it, I'd be letting the world down. Right, I mean, that puts me under a bit of pressure. Um, Don't Stop is um, a massive Fleetwood Mac song. It's kind of like a call and response vocal between Lindsay Buckingham and Christine McVie. It's written by Christine McVie. Um, you can hear that in the, fa- the sound that it's very piano-led and organ-led. It was, weirdly, the reason they got back together originally in 1992, Dave, oh. because you know why? Don't, uh, I don't know, was Don't Stop used for what? something? Yes, yep. um, on someone's political... This is where you should be interested. Cause oh, it's used on... um, oh, hello, he's it? come alive. <laughs> 1992 would be uh, Bill yep. Clinton. There, there you, you go. go! We got you interested again. Smashed yeah, it. Yeah, back rumours. It's a good album, listen to it. Um, yes, it is Bill Clinton's... <laughs> don't Stop Thinking About Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah I get that. used it, and that's why Stephen Nicks was like... So Come on, you've got to get together for for Clinton, and they did. Yeah, so she got them back together. She got the band back together again. Yeah. So, so, Brett, which one are you going for? Never oh, going crikey. back again or don't stop? Yeah, I mean, I feel bad that we're getting rid of some absolute classics. Is don't stop is a huge Fleetwood Mac song. It is. Do you not and it's think so though, upbeat do you not and think poppy it's, and great? And it's a little bit. It's probably the only one that starts to wander into possible cheesiness. Yeah, and uh, uh, and uh, uh, and and loses because it's not about you know one of the rumors one of rumors strengths is is this eternal conversation of the breakups mm. and it's this big sort of pep song uh, and it, in a way that sort of doesn't quite fit no, with the rest of it. No, absolutely, it doesn't fit in the kind of thematically in the whole story. I presume Christine Mavis probably right into herself there. I like, just don't stop believing about tomorrow because I'm stuck in a studio in Sausalito for six yeah. months with my ex-husband who won't talk to me, with my friend who I live with whose boyfriend hates her now and is just writing these horrible songs about her, and Mick Fleetwood who's just trying to keep everything together. That's it. Oh, and by the way, Mick Fleetwood's having an affair with Stephen Nicks, which I need to keep secret from Lindsay Buckingham. Don't stop thinking about tomorrow. That's why she wrote it. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a huge song in their canon. It's massive, but I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for Buckingham. I've got to. It's got to love it. You'd be letting every guitarist in yeah, the world down. It's if you such didn't a wonderful that. guitar part. I so love it. Buckingham so you, is when you say got to go for Buckingham. That's never going back again. That's yep. correct, Dave. Okay. What are you going for? Just out of interest. Uh, don't stop. So Peter Green, how does he fit it? So he was long gone by this long time. Gone. So he, I he mean, was what a founding member? Yeah, the founding member essentially. Peter Green was this incredibly charismatic, wonderful guitarist who first got his break and met Mick Fleetwood because he joined John Mayer's Blues Breakers. 
But Peter Green apparently used to just go along to the, the, the John Mayer Blues Breakers gigs and shout from the audience, I'm better than him, why aren't you employing me? So eventually John <laughs> Mayer gave him an audition and he's like, oh yeah, you're already amazing. And he formed Fleetwood Mac, he had some time in a studio given to him by John Mayer and he wrote uh, the song Fleetwood Mac and he called it after Mick Fleetwood and John McVie who were the rhythm section at the time and he decided to form a band with them and he was just an incredible force and they... they absolutely adore him shall i tell you about my life they say i'm a man of the world i've flown across every time i've seen lots of but very sadly his drink got spiked with acid and they said after that he was never really the same again. And he just kind of just gradually moved further and further away from the band. Names is always such a big thing for me, but had he called it Peter Green's Blues Band, they probably wouldn't have got to rumours. Because the thing is, no. it, because he named it after the rhythm section of the band and called them Fleetwood Mac, when he left, they still had a name they could trade on. Yeah. And and the name is of the band is essentially the two of them. So they carried on all the way through to getting these Californians in the band and making rumours. And I think yeah. if he'd called it Peter Green's Blues Band, wouldn't have happened. Basically, he left the band. He lived, lived back with his family and with his mum, I think, for a long time. Uh, there are, I don't know if it's an apocryphal tale, but there's a tale that he just grew his nails so long that it would be physically impossible to play the guitar. But yeah, I mean, the the, the litany of guitarists are unbelievable. What happens to Fleetwood Mac in the five years between Peter Green leaving? So Peter Green is the leader. He kind of disintegrates, leaves. It, um, then Danny Kirwain is another guitarist in the band, refuses to play guitar at gigs, throws his guitar against the wall, so they sack him. Another guitarist in the band, Jeremy Spencer, whilst on tour, goes out to buy a book, then joins a religious cult called the Children of God and leaves the band. Then another guitarist joins a band called Bob Wesson. He has an affair with Mick Fleetwood's wife. He's gone. Then they get to Bob Welsh. I mean, the, the stories in this band are just mental how they survive and keep going. They're just unkillable. It's unbelievable. Bob Welsh joins them uh, as the guitarist before Lindsay Buckham. They're quite successful with him, but he always feels that they never really let him in. There's kind of this English reserve about them. Right, come on, chaps. Okay, so we have our semi-final lineup, which Ooh. is The Chain against Songbird and Go Your Own Way against Never Going Back Again. Wow. So we start with The Chain and Songbird. It's the chain. It's obviously the chain. Songbird's great. It's clearly the chain. <laughs> Songbird is great. Um, Dave, what are you voting for? Are you voting for Formula One or a song that reminds you a bit, a bit of Carol King? <laughs> Just to contextualise it for you. So, all right. I'm going Songbird. I told you. I knew, I knew that's what you'd do. Yeah, I really like Songbird. I really like... But... I'm going to go for The Chain because it's The Chain and I love it. Hey. The Chain. Okay, The Chain goes through to the big one, the final, and the second semi-final is Go Your Own Way against Never Going Back Again. Oh, oh Go Your Own Way versus Jeez. Never Going Back I mean, two Lindsay Buckingham bitter breakup songs. Yeah. Um, but I know what you mean about the lyrics, but there's, there's some great lyrics in there like uh, tell, me, tell Me How Everything Turned Around. What a lyric. Oh, it's such a great song. Like The lyrics are amazing. Like Go Your Own Way. Like... What a beautiful point of, you know, self-possession that is. Like, yeah, fuck it, you don't want me, I don't want you either. Go, you know, it's just great. Yeah, do I your mean, own thing, sod off. 
So, I mean... Oh, God. And the reverse is never going back again. I'll tell you what, I'm going to get out early. I'm going to go for Go Your Own Way because it's Go Your Own Way. I'm going to go Never Going Back Again because I just have a huge guitarist's sort of devotion to it. Ridiculously, and I mean really? ridiculously, you gonna... gives Dave oh, <laughs> the casting on. vote in this. Come on! It's just, I think we should just go away and work it out between us, Brett. Because yeah. you can't, you can't. True reason Dave debate. Casting vote yeah, yeah. This, is, this is disgrace. Come on, then, Dave. Um, well, go your own way. Is my favouritest song on this yeah. album, so that's the one I'm going for. Yeah, good. I mean, that's good. That's some real jeopardy there going into the final. I have to get your vote first. <laughs> Right, what's in the final, Davros? What's the final, Dave? So the final is the chain against Go Your Own Way. Oh, the chain go versus Go Your Own Way. Well, I'm I'm going Go Your Own Way. We yeah. know that, you know Dave. That. You we know this. We freaking yeah. know okay. that. Yeah, well, uh, and I'm going for the chain because I think it's okay. the definitive uh, sort of Fleetwood Mac track of this lineup, and because okay. they all they all had a, a piece in writing it, which I think is, is yeah. fitting. That is fitting and beautiful. We haven't talked about the vocal blend on this album, given the fact you love a harmony. Yeah. Their vocal blend is the utter defining factor of this band, oh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, th- the three of them is because Buckingham Nicks are fantastic as a, yeah. as a as a two part harmony thing. But then when you mm. add Christine McVie yeah. into that, the the, the warmth of the, the three blend yeah. vocals is wonderful. Um, so we've got one each. It's down to me then, isn't it? Changes on oh, me. I'm just so all... happy that you've got the casting vote in the final. So to be happy. honest, Brett. yeah. I mean, cheapers. I mean, I'm, I'm happy. Whatever you vote for, I'm just happy. <laughs> <both> <laughs> it. Well, the chain is incredible piece of music. Like, it's it's just Fleetwood Mac chucking everything at it, isn't it? It's got everything. It's got incredible bass line, lead guitar solo, drum sound. But Dave, loving you isn't the right thing to do. Even though you didn't listen to this album, I'm going to go with you. It's go your own way. <laughs> Wow, okay, so uh, Go Your Own Way is the yeah. winner of a worthy winner. Goal. I feel very knowledgeable now, I feel schooled in rumours. This is pleasurable. Yeah. Lovely. It's been pleasurable. Will you now, having said all of that, Dave, go and listen to rumours all the way through? No. 
I won't. <laughs> but I have really enjoyed this. So thank you both for oh, helping classic. me. Would it get yeah. into my ever-expanding top 50 albums? We know no. that. Clearly not. Top 250. Not. Uh, I mean, that's a lot of albums. No, probably not. No. Not um, in your top 250? I don't think so. No. Oh, probably. get... For me, probably top 20. Yeah, top 20? Easy top 20. I mean, yeah. 10 of those have got to be Beatles albums. Yes, so I know. I know. Much I know. It's not much space. <laughs> yeah. How about He's you, Steve? Top 100. This is very Nick Hornby of us, but yeah.